It's the 30A Show, presented by 30A Cottages. Beautiful homes from inlet beach to watercolor. Online, 30acottages.com. Here's your host, Corey Davis, with 30A Radio. Can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and Mm -hmm. listen. What is going on, everybody? We've got a really cool show in the Airstream today. We're out at Gulf Place. It's always a beautiful day here at Gulf Place, corner 393 and 30A. I've got a lot of uh, really good insight for some performances that are coming up, not only here on 30A, but in Niceville at the Matty Kelly Arts Foundation uh, uh, big theater up there, which is just quite amazing. And I kind of want to get into the architecture and everything that's in that facility, because if you haven't been there yet... It's every bit the theater that we needed around here to have big performances. And I've got Todd Allen here with the Northwest Florida Ballet. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having us today. Too, too big of an intro? Do you do big intros like that for when you're doing your performances? <laughs> uh, sometimes. Yeah? Um, yeah, so so we uh, are we are performing soon at the Maddie Kelly Fine Arts Center, yeah. which is at Northwest Florida State College, and um, excited to bring our production um, called From Russia With Love, which features three amazing ballets that uh, have feature Russian composers, um, and also celebrating a very famous ballet company called the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo. Uh, first, I want to tell you, Northwest Florida Ballet is a nonprofit arts organization, and we're located in downtown Fort Walton Beach, Florida. I can attest to that. My kid took dance there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, awesome. They, it's a cool facility. So tell everybody what is at the facility in Fort Walton. Well, um, it houses our... houses. Actually, now uh, four uh, big studios, it houses uh, administrative offices. We also have uh, run a public school for dance out of the place, which we've been doing down there for 15 years. And this is our collaboration with the Okaloosa County School District called the NFB Academy. It's a public school for dance, a free school for kids who uh, want to dance. And um, we have also academic classrooms that are there. Uh, we rent other space downtown, so we sort of have created a downtown campus. Nice. Um, and uh, and yeah, so there are kids uh, that that go to that school, study ballet every day, art, music, and French, along with all of their academic subjects. Nice. And um, it really is a great a great collaboration outreach program. We also offer um, classes to the community for people like you. Not uh, like me. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so from, what would I, oh, let's get into it. What yeah. would I do at the Northwest Florida Ballet? Well, let's see. You could take Pilates. Pilates would be good for mm-hmm. me. Uh, you could take yoga. That you might be okay. You could do adult ballet. We have a big adult ballet. That would be um, terrible for anybody uh, to class. see. You could try. Uh, you'd be surprised at the at the uh, the wide uh, range and uh, age that we have there and ability. You know, so like if I signed up for the adult ballet, I think there would be a lot of spectators would be like, I didn't know they <laughs> taught Tai Chi here. Look at this guy. He's moving really, really slow and deliberate. It's uh-huh. not Tai Chi. It's supposed to be ballet. Yeah. Anyways, go well, ahead. we can help you with your posture. <laughs> Thank you. We can help to stretch you out. Things like that. You know. Thank you. OK. Uh, but yeah, you know, so it's a it, it really is. You know, I started dancing at this place. Uh, I fell into ballet. I was a football player. I got injured playing playing football, um, and my doctor sent me to ballet class with my sister. And I ran into who was going to become my teacher, Bernadette Clements mm-hmm. Sims. Uh, she started the company forty seven years ago, and 
you know, I became one of her students and stopped playing football and started dancing. And, uh, you know, about 21 years ago, I picked up uh, where she left off to carry it on. And we built the studio downtown in Fort Walton there. And uh, um, and I guess the, the rest is history. You know, we, we have a company that hires professional dancers. Um, so we do a full season at the Fine Arts Center um, at uh, Northwest Florida State College. And perform up and down the Gulf Coast. So we employ uh, dancers, musicians, um, um, artists of every kind, scenic artists, and uh, you name it, uh, it's going on down there. And um, we, we went through the whole program. I think Chloe was taking ballet there. Okay. And uh, I think last, when do you do your big recital up there where there's... Yes, yeah, usually in May. May. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we did that last year, and Chloe uh-huh. did her thing. What you really need to do for a promo to get more people to fall in love with your school, mm-hmm. not that you don't do it already, right. uh, is take the youngest kids that go out and perform right. and edit all of them from the past <laughs> 10 years together and let us watch those because it's the most adorable thing yeah, that you'll ever right. see with the you're kids, right. the smallest kids out there because some will just go out there and stand, some walk off stage. Oh, yeah. It's just fabulous. At the student concert, they are the best part of the, the student concert every year are these little four-year-olds that come out and they steal the show steal it i mean they they completely steal the show everybody's completely you know rolling in the aisles laughing or you know yeah it's awesome and that's i mean that's pretty much where it starts i encourage anybody who has a kid that uh dances all over your living room who's constantly dressing up you put music on and they're dancing and creating um, a ballet for you, they want to perform for you, then you should bring them to me. Agreed. <laughs> and in, in the recital arena, is it rude to film with an iPad? <laughs> Your kids? Well, um, you know, at the, at the student concert, we usually are pretty open. Yeah. Um, during during our ballet company performances, we're not because a lot of things are copyrighted. Sure. So, you know, so you unfortunately can't then. But during the student concert, we're usually pretty open and laid back um, yeah. with those, you know, with those performances. I frown upon the iPads. You do? Use your phone. Yeah, phone is good. Use the phone's good. But an we don't iPad want anybody is like a trash can. We don't want anybody standing <laughs> up, you know, in the... That's true. <laughs> in blocking. That's, fun. That's so funny. So we did not come here to talk about etiquette at kids' yeah. recitals, but we do have that big thing happening. Uh, it's uh, from Russia with Love, correct? That's right. That's right. Uh, so, so from Russia with Love, um, as I said before, it, it's going to be just an amazing show with three sort of iconic ballets that that were danced by a very famous company called the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo. Mm-hmm. The, the original Ballet Russe company uh, started in 1909, and uh, this this famous impresario, Sergei Diaghilev, he brought together all of the most famous artists and, and composers and dancers of the time. And they performed in Paris, they did a big Paris season, and, uh, and later that, that company went through a few different evolutions, um, and one of my teachers who who is who works for me now is the ballet mistress at our company Dorothy Lister she danced with um, one of the evolutions of this company the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo in the 50s and uh, this company was responsible for bringing ballet to America Americans had never really seen anything like this and because uh, they were so turned on by it it started 
all of these ballet companies around the country. I don't think that any of our ballet companies like New York City Ballet or American Ballet Theater or San Francisco Ballet would be here if it wasn't for that company. And, uh, and so it's a tribute to them. It's a tribute to my teacher, Dorothy Lister, you know. And we're re- we, we've done is we've restaged three ballets, The Firebird, Scheherazade, and uh, the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. We've restaged them with new choreography, um, but they are very historic in the costumes and scenery. Um, And of course, we've also added even something more awesome, which is live music. And this year we, we took a big step. We've been using live music at the ballet for the past three years. Took a big step this year um, in forming our own orchestra and bringing in um, my friend David Ott to head that up. And so the I, mu- you I know. would like to meet David at some point. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. There he is. <laughs> He's in the airstream with us. Maestro David Ott. Now, you said that let's get into the whole maestro thing. I've always wanted to call somebody maestro. So, maestro, welcome to the airstream. Well, it's good to be here. Uh, the word maestro is oftentimes used to address the conductor of the orchestra. I find it a little bit of a scary term that actually means master, right. but, you know, it, it's okay. Okay, so we'll just call you the conductor of the That's orchestra. That's fine. So what does having a live orchestra bring to the ballet? Um it just adds a whole new dimension. Live music is exciting anyway, but to put it with dance, and one of the interesting things about preparing the orchestra for this uh, is the music is subservient to the dance. Uh, Todd creates the choreography, um, and he has an idea of how the tempos are going to go and what's going to be the balance between the orchestra. It's my job to try to pick his brains, watch what he does with the dancers and the rehearsals ahead of time, then incorporate that as I direct the orchestra. Uh, it's an exciting event because the music's exciting, the dancing is excited, and it's one plus one equals three. Because you've got this symbiotic relationship between the music and the dancers that adds more than just what the orchestra or just what the dancers can do. How much practice does the orchestra put in to be able to sync with the ballet? <sighs> I am just fortunate that uh, Todd has chosen two works that a number of musicians have been playing in the last few years in the area. Uh, some of my players are coming for the Mobile Symphony, and last May uh, the orchestra played Scheherazade there. It was an unbelievably wonderful performance. A number of musicians are coming from Mobile. Um, Firebird, they will be performing that in the fall, so they're already preparing for that, at least mentally. So, uh and the music is extremely complex. Uh, Scheherazade is one thing. That was written in the 1880s. Am I right, Todd, that it was actually not danced to until maybe in the, around 1909 or 1910? Right, that's, right. that's right. That same, that same season, okay. 19, I think it was the 1909-1910 season in Paris. Because I don't think it was written as a ballet. It was written as a piece That's of right. music, like as a, as a suite of a dance, right. a suite of uh, music that mm-hmm. uh, was interpreted as dance. That's right. Firebird, on the other hand, is a major step ahead in the history of music. Um, the music is so difficult. Uh, Stravinsky, the conductor, pushed the limits of the instruments and the instrument of players right to the limit. And it's interesting because he does that in 1909-1910 is when the premiere happens. And then the next year, he Diaghilev commissioned another work, which became Petrushka. That was a major step ahead. But 
The real kicker was in 1913 when Diaghilev commissioned Rite of Spring that was so radical, so controversial that a fistfight broke out in the hall. Stravinsky ran to a a local restaurant while Diaghilev and the choreographer, and I mean, he was in tears because of what happened. But Diaghilev said, don't you understand? You will be famous forever. And he was. I mean, that those pieces, the Petrushka, the Firebird, and the Rite of Spring, are represent the end of Romanticism and the beginning of 20th century music. Let me ask you a question on music in general. Uh, it's gotten crazy yeah, right now. No so question. Are Are there any of the Firebirds and the the ones that you've just mentioned? That have been created in the past 10 years that 100 years from now people will be talking about like you're talking about Firebird. I wish I could answer that. Um, I remember in 1971 when Stravinsky died, uh, my major professor in uh, music history came to the class that day and he announced that he died. And he said, for the first time in the history of music, we do not have one composer who reigns over. Now, more music is being written today than you can imagine more than the time of Beethoven or Brahms or Tchaikovsky. Right. Uh, it's just that because it's a worldwide, a global thing, how do you step out in the world? So people just simply write and, and hope for the best, you know? You gotta have a good mo- movie to go with it. John well, Williams. that's a lot of it too, yeah. Um, I, I think one of the great things about ballet is that because there's a visual component, it makes it a lot more pleasurable for the orchestra, I mean, for the audience. Um, you know, an audience comes to hear a concert, that's wonderful. Uh, but when you can put dance with it and you can see something and watch happen on stage and hear the music occurring at the same time, it, like I said before, it's one plus one equals three. Much more emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell everybody the dates for uh, your first performance. Yeah, so so we're April 1st and 2nd yep. um, at Maddie Kelly Arts Center. And um, the tickets are $38 for adults and 18 uh, for children 12 and under. Awesome. And uh, you can go to nfballet.org, nfballet.org to get your tickets. Um, or you can also call uh, the Fine Arts Center at 729-6000. But uh, I suggest going online because you go to our website and you can literally choose your seat. Right. And yeah. uh, and that's that's the way I like to do it. Do you do matinees and evening performance or just the yeah. night performance? So the first opening night uh, 7.30 and then on Sunday the second is at 2.30. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. That gives everybody opportunity. Uh, the venue up there is amazing. The venue is amazing and you know we're very lucky in, uh, in our area to have a theater like that uh, and you know, you can you can almost hang any any sets in there. Uh, the sound system, everything is state of the art. Uh, but you know, we we specialize sort of in doing big ballets, and and uh, this this production itself is going to have some amazing scenery. Um, and you know, the, Scheherazade in particular, I think you know. Uh, you know, we'll start with with Romeo and Juliet, the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet, which of course is very pitch, picturesque. You know, this couple uh, with featuring amazing uh, guest artists from Ballet Met in Columbus, Ohio, Andreas Estevez, who's a a really uh, great Cuban dancer, and his partner Caitlin Valentine Ellis. 
Um, we also have a, a dancer joining us from Spain. Um, but in any event, the, you have Romeo and Juliet, this picturesque balcony scene. Then you go to Firebird, which for the most part is taking place in a forest. Yeah. Um, and then Scheherazade is... The Scheherazade story is based on uh, 1001 Arabian Nights. And so it's taking place in this, uh, you know, this, this sultan's lair. And it's a beautiful, beautiful set um, and costumes. So I would say, you know, for me, going to, going to a ballet program like this is like going to a really awesome museum to see masterworks sure yeah you know and and the whole the whole idea was to create you know to pull to pull three pieces together that were done by the ballet russe company but also that you know that bring this culture and that's one thing that you know russia has going for it you know is amazing art and culture uh and in the ballet world especially you know ballet started in france but uh, one of the creators of all of the most famous ballets, Marius Petipa, he's a Frenchman who ended up being the ballet master and overseeing the Imperial Ballet in Russia. So the Nutcracker, Swan Lake, the Sleeping Beauty, this guy created all of these ballets. Wow. And, uh, and all of them, you know, most of them were created on Russian companies. So um, in any of it's going to be a great show. I'm, I'm really excited about it and, and, uh, and hope that the music lovers out there can come and you know and and uh, see the ballet and I know that our ballet audiences love the, the live music factor and there's just really nothing this is the way it's supposed to be ballet was was meant to be you know uh, seen with accompanied by a live orchestra and so we're just very lucky that we can do it and I also wanted to point out that you know we have a great sponsor um, in Emerald Coast magazine also, the Howard Group and Courtyard Marriott out at Grand Boulevard, um, and the Division of Cultural Affairs uh, from the state of Florida. All of them are are supporting you know this performance, and um, and we definitely appreciate their support. The only one that can slow down the performance really would be the conductor. It would be him. Yes, <laughs> I'd be in deep trouble if I did that too. <laughs> let's let's take it down to I don't know a little bit slower tempo tonight uh, and that's, watch the dancers dance and jump sorry. in slow motion. I don't think that's so. That's pretty funny. That'd be impossible. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> so, uh, Todd, tell me there are performances that you're involved with that'll be in our area as well. That's right. That's right. So we'll be uh, we'll be at Grand Boulevard um, on June twenty fourth. We have it's a free show for the community. Uh, we've been out there several times. This this performance will be a mixed repertory program. Um, we'll have um, ten really amazing professional dancers with us that are international guest artists, along with um, the ballet company. And it'll be everything from uh, you know classical ballet to very contemporary works. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's usually a very good time. People come bring their blankets. Um, you know, you can go and, and get some good food out there at one of mm -hmm. their restaurants and just come and hang out. You know, uh, we're sitting here, you know, just you and I, uh, with no socks. David's got socks. I'm going to point that out. <laughs> Had to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> but you can come and see a show and be completely casual. And I like that, you know, just wander up on the scene and, and see something and hear some awesome music, see some good dance and in a very casual uh, environment. So 
you know, uh, come and see us. There'll be more next year. We're excited. You know, I'll maybe come back here and talk about next season, and and we're going to be doing some more performing. Um, out in Walton County as well. I can see that the uh, conductor was a little bit perturbed by uh, <laughs> no socks. Have you, have you ever sent your first chair horn player home because they weren't wearing their dicky or cummerbund? Not yet, but Not I'll yet. tell you what did happen in our last performance of the uh, Tchaikovsky Nutcracker. I forgot to wear my tux coat. <laughs> Myself, the conductor. And then Todd calls me up on stage and I thought, oh boy. But Nobody walked out because of that. So <laughs> it was casual. For right, it was casual, good. right? <laughs> well, that's pretty it's good. I, I really appreciate you guys coming by and always keep us in touch with things that we can do to help promote you guys and uh, your performances uh, from uh, young kids all the way up to what we adults can come and participate in. Uh, we really, I firsthand account, it's a beautiful facility in downtown Fort Walton Beach, and you guys are lucky to be there. And Fort Walton Beach is lucky to have you. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. And uh, maestro conductor David Ott is here. And next time uh, you'll need to bring some CDs and I'll have some stereo up in here and we can kind of enjoy some music and you can can learn me on some of the newer stuff. (laughs) I'll learn you some stuff. (laughs) Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate you guys coming out to 38 today. Thank you. Thank you. Did you miss something on today's show? No worries. It becomes a podcast, and you can find it online at 30aradio.com and in our free apps for iPhone, Android, and iPad. Special thanks to 30A Cottages, YOLO Board, and Coastal Insurance. The 30A Shows, Fridays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and Sunday at 10 a.m.